0: Is this chicken what I have, or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsey. I was rooting for you.
1: We were all rooting for you. How dare you?
0: Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear.
1: This is the land. Where's the land I'm so Yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I. I didn't come here for that.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and this is episode 62. And joining me for this episode is another special guest and my internet friend, Carrie. Hello. 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 I'm glad to be here. Hi, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we met uh, in a Caroline Calloway snark group chat. Um,
0: <laughs> we sure did. So we have and similar interests.
2: <laughs> and it's involved, yes, into just an all kinds of other sorts of things group chat, which I appreciate. Yeah,
0: you know what, Caroline wasn't giving us enough content and. It's, it's gone in a good direction.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm excited to have you on because speaking of privileged white girls and their petty problems (laughs) and boring content, you are joining me because we are going to revisit a classic and talk about Laguna Beach season two today. Yes,
0: Laguna Beach
2: an epic show. (laughs) So obviously I did Laguna Beach like over a year ago when I did the first uh, an episode from the first season but you were telling me about your experience growing up in Southern California.
0: Correct yeah so I'm born and raised in Orange County. Um, I went to the lesser known MTV reality show school Newport Harbor which (laughs) fun fact the OC actually was based on Newport Harbor but the TV show was way less interesting than Laguna Beach. So uh, that one didn't do too well. It only had like one season, Mm -hmm. but I also had uh, my cousins, two of them went to Laguna Beach High School. They're a lot younger than the people in the show. So no interactions (laughs) there, but (laughs) got to hear a little bit about the like after effects of, you know, having your,
2: your school be a TV show. It's pretty weird. Yeah, so what was it like, I mean, just for your experience growing up, obviously we could see from Laguna Beach itself, from the show, that these were very privileged kids, Um, and I don't know if that was everyone's experience growing up in that town, but yeah, just like tell me what it was like.
0: Definitely. Well, I can't speak as much to the people in Laguna, just because I have, like, my cousins who lived there were (laughs) extremely privileged, and all of their friends were, but um, definitely at Newport Harbor High School my my school, there was a lot more disparity in the students. There were definitely the super, super wealthy 1% uh, from Newport Beach. But uh, there was also another city, Costa Mesa, that fed into the school. Mm. That's where I'm from. And that city uh, is a lot more diverse. There's a lot of Hispanic residents, especially. So um, while the TV show, uh, Newport Harbor, didn't really have a ton of diversity, the school itself did. Although um, there wasn't always a lot of integration between mm-hmm. the the kind of social class groups and it, it was an interesting dynamic at my school. Again, I'm not so sure. I, I do think Laguna Beach is the high school maybe was a lot more privileged in general, Like, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you like relate to just the characters on Laguna beach watching this, because to me it's just so far and away from even like the, the wealthiest kids at my high school, but I was going to school in like South Carolina. So obviously two very different places. I mean, even the wealthiest kids at my high school, weren't going to like these crazy, it was like spring break vacations and things like that.
0: Um, I can definitely relate, although I don't, I definitely wasn't as privileged as any of these people. Um, I grew up in that environment and surrounded by people who were so that was like, weirdly normal to me. Uh, I felt like I was poor because my family was like, upper middle class and not, you know, (laughs) super wealthy, which I mean, obviously, later on learned, got a reality check. That's my dog Leo. He's saying (laughs) hello. Hi. (laughs) Um, But just speaking more towards like the lifestyle of going on trips. Like I never went to Cabo for spring break, but I definitely got to do like some of the trips that they go on like to Mammoth Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just having like a a similar social experience. Like a lot of the lingo was lingo that we used growing up. So like those elements were relatable, but yeah, I mean,
2: Mm the opulence of this show is definitely not that relatable to me (laughs) (laughs) that just like I remember uh that makes me feel better because I remember when I first was watching it last year for the first time I was like am I even like gonna be able to enjoy this show at all because of like how like these spoiled little rich kids and their problems and it was like I mean I could enjoy it somewhat but it was definitely just like not relatable at all so it's good to know that that's just like I guess more so the experience of everyone watching the show, and it's not just that these people are the average experience of that part of the world. For sure, and I think it was interesting watching the season that, um, to
0: hear the people comment like, Leo, <laughs> so. <laughs> sorry, he's wanting me to play with him. He brought multiple toys over, <laughs> um, but it was interesting to hear like everyone talking about how great Lauren's house is. Mm-hmm. Like she has one of the nicest houses there. So even people in Laguna were like, oh yeah, Lauren's house is like so crazy nice. And and yeah, so it was interesting just because you can tell that they're not even all quite on the same level mm-hmm. or it's not even quite relatable to them, even though for most people in the world, like how the average person there is living is not relatable. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so did you watch the show when it was airing? Oh yeah, definitely. It was all about it. (laughs) I was so young when it came out. I must have been in like middle school, let's see, Mm -hmm. 2005. Yeah, maybe I wasn't even in middle school yet. I was very young, so they were much older than me. So watching it now is such a different experience. Like night and day really.
2: (laughs) Yeah so I had never seen it when it was airing. I like was aware of it but I was just like that was not what I was into and so I saw the first season for the first time ever last year when I watched it for the podcast and so this was the first time that I had seen the second season was watching it just this last week. Um, So that's kind of funny because I'd watched it out of order like I'd seen season one and then I watched a few seasons of The Hills and then I came back to season two so I had already seen Jason. Um, So obviously we'll get into to the Jason Jason, of it all. Jason, Jason, (laughs) Jason. But yeah, I just didn't know what your experience was like growing up watching it. And then so what coming back to it, how did that change from what you liked about it or what you knew about it when you were watching it as like a little kid versus like as like a grown adult? I think the, the
0: biggest difference is that I have no tolerance for any of the boys. Yes. Oh my God. These men. I can't, you can't even call them men. They're boys. No, they're boys. But I thought
2: they were, I mean, Jason does look like a man in the show.
0: He truly looks like I 30.
2: I was trying to figure out like, cause it took me literally, I think until the last episode when they were all talking about like, oh, well, what are we going to do at our 10 year reunion or whatever. And I was like, wait, Jason was in their class. <laughs> I yeah, thought he was, a he was year like, younger than Lauren. I thought he was, like, some random 25-year-old who was just, like, <laughs> creeping on high schoolers, because that's the kind of person he was. He does look like that. Yeah, he's very much that
0: that Matthew McConaughey character, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, still in school. Yeah,
2: so um, so we, I I talked about the background of the show in my first episode. That was episode five of this podcast, so I won't go back too much into it, but the one thing that I did want to point out, which I mentioned a little bit but what was kind of interesting is that they changed the narrator of the series for season two. So in season one, it had all been focused on Lauren, and Elsie, and she was the narrator and kind of provided the commentary and the previously on and linking the scenes, that sort of thing. But in this season, it was Kristen Cavallari. So that's kind of interesting because, I mean, obviously Kristen was going from being a junior to being a senior in high school and Lauren was supposed to have gone off to college, but Lauren actually came back because I guess she just didn't like it up in San Francisco. Um, so I thought that that was interesting that. Lauren was still in the orbit of the show and she was still very much a main character but she wasn't the protagonist of the season.
0: Yeah it almost seems like Lauren had tried to kind of move on with her life Mm -hmm. but then realized that she should actually go back and be on the show because that's a better (laughs) opportunity for her than I don't know if she had failed out of school or if she just decided she didn't like
2: it but yeah it was a strange decision for her to go to San Francisco. Instead of be was on the show. Funny how they were talking about like, oh, it's so different. And I'm like, I'm sure, yes, there's obviously a difference in culture from like San Francisco to like LA or Orange County to LA too, even which is where she ultimately ended up. But I'm just like, it's not like you're going to like Nevada or like rural like Illinois or like any of these <laughs> random places that actually have a difference in culture. You're just going from one big city to another big city or one actually to going from a small city to a bigger city, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. San Francisco is a much bigger city. It is a lot more liberal. um, And as Kristen noted, when she went to visit Steven this season, just talking about how cold it is all the time. (laughs) And as someone who grew up in Southern California, I love San Francisco, but it is so cold and I could never live there because the sun does not break through Carl the fog. And I just, yeah, I can kind of relate to Lauren there because Without seeing the sunshine every day, I would be bummed out and want to move back, to.
2: Fair enough. San okay. Francisco
0: is a cool city.
2: I've never been to anywhere, basically. So I'm like, who am I to say all of this? And I'm like, it's not that different. What is she talking about? But <laughs> obviously, that's no. why I have you on as the cultural expert. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Orange County really is like a weird pocket of California in that it's and. I actually read this really interesting article about Morgan's dad, who uh, started this the Crystal Cathedral. Oh, Morgan, yeah. she was more in season one, mm-hmm. but the article was comparing uh, like that. It was this mega church where he was like a televangelist, kind of mm-hmm. like a Joel Osteen character, and this like opulent, all glass, like ginormous. I think when it was built in 1980 the building was like the largest glass building in the world. So, uh, eventually he went bankrupt, like in, in the whole church went bankrupt in like 2012 and the Catholic church ended up buying the building. Oh my gosh. Um, but the article is comparing the downfall of the crystal cathedral with like the changing landscape of Orange County, how it is now becoming more diverse, how in the 2016 election, was the first time ever that um, Orange County had voted for a Democratic candidate, mm-hmm. a, a majority. And it was only like a little bit more than than half had voted for Hillary. But previously, every election, Orange County was going red. Like they're, it's very conservative traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so even LA is a culture shift just because it is like more liberal, uh, more diverse, like, and... Yeah, Laguna Beach does have a bit of an art scene. It used to have a thriving LGBT scene. Um, Sort of, I think, like, once the AIDS epidemic hit, it hit Laguna Beach really hard, and then the soaring real estate prices and everything, like, the LGBT community kind of moved Mm -hmm. elsewhere. A lot of people moved to Palm Springs once they got older, so now that is a thriving uh, gay community, but in Laguna Beach kind of became less so, and more so, like, a family-oriented place, so Mm -hmm. it does have, like, an interesting cultural history in that
2: way, but it's not yeah. it's nothing compared to San Francisco that's for sure <laughs> it's so it's so hard for me to always like I think of California as such a monolith as someone who's never spent any significant amount of time there and then especially like Southern California it's so easy to lump together and I always forget that Orange County is that weird little like conservative pocket even if it is changing it's always like more conservative than I think it's gonna be it is and it's like It's funny because a lot of
0: California, especially Central California, they're like farms and (laughs) like not at all what you think of as California because what, what comes out of like the entertainment industry and what people see are like the places by the beach and LA and you know, Mm -hmm. you don't see like the parts of California that are just like the rest of the country with cows and, and <laughs> nothing going on, but there is actually a lot of California that even is like that, and uh, some red pockets, especially in inland areas mm-hmm. and Orange County. So yeah, yeah it, it's it's interesting. California is a huge state.
2: And so there were a few other characters who popped up in this season that I did want to kind of just go over before we start talking about the actual episode. Um, So Talon, he was in the first season, but he definitely plays a larger role along with Jessica, especially in this episode, Jessica plays a pretty significant role. So definitely want to touch on her. Um, She was the one who had been dating Dieter and they did the promposal, which was the episode I recapped. In the first season, so you can go back and listen to that. And then we have some, I think they're new characters, because I do not remember them from the first season at all. So there are two different Alexes, and then there's a person named Taylor. And the thing that I hate most about Laguna Beach's, like, editing and uh, storytelling style is that They just drop you in with no context on anything, on, like, who have no idea who these people are or what their relationships are, and that you just sort of have to figure it out for yourself. So (laughs) maybe I was, like, maybe I missed something, but did you pick up on who these people were before we got into it with season two? Um, I remember in the beginning,
0: like, I think all that they give us is Kristen's little intro, like, in the first episode of the season. Mm -hmm. She talks about, and it was really confusing, in that episode, because she talks about how Taylor is her, like, romantic competition for Talon. But then, in the first couple of episodes, she's going on and on about her boyfriend, Matt, who, fun fact, Matt Lineart was, like, the star quarterback at USC. <laughs> That's who she was talking about. Um, they, like, briefly dated, but I don't think it was anything long-term. Mm-hmm. And then she, she did end up, like, going back and forth with Talon, so it made a little bit more sense. But, yeah, they're, there was like a lot of just not that interesting storyline about their their cliques and how it was like Kristen had beef with taylor but for no reason Mm -hmm. and then the two alexes which was confusing so confusing (laughs) um but yeah i I can't remember if they those people were in the first season but
2: They're such throwaway characters anyway, and they're, like, not that important. (laughs) Although they have a lot of screen time. It was really confusing that they got that much screen time and that there were storylines dedicated to, like, the different Alexes getting upset with each other, and then, like, that Casey person, and just, it was really confusing that there was an entire, like, two-thirds of the season that was the main conflict, and anytime it wasn't Kristen or Lauren, I just couldn't focus on what the actual story was supposed to be. I was loving Kristen just hating on Casey all season. <laughs> Casey,
0: <laughs> Casey is a weird character. She, I think, she moved to Laguna Beach. I think that was like they called her like the new girl one mm-hmm. time, and so we were supposed to get that. But her family is is really interesting. I think she, along with Lauren, is one of the like wealthier people on the show. Her mm-hmm. parents own this like historical hotel in San Bernardino called the Mission Inn and um Rowe has had some like events there it's, oh my I've been there because my grandparents live super close um we go like around Christmas they have all these animatron things that sing Christmas characters uh, <laughs> Christmas carols all over the building so yeah that's just another random fun fact about <laughs> Casey but then she started her like cupcake thing and she's had an interesting like career afterwards but
1: yeah, yeah she I, was, I
2: didn't like her on the show. <laughs> she was one of the few people that actually had her own Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's trying. She was interesting. I thought it was really funny when I think it was – I just called them Brunette Alex and Blonde Alex, but I think Brunette Alex was, like, um, basically just saying that she um, – would be, like, when we went over to see her, she would be, like, oh, wow, you're so cute, oh, and t- talking about how she's gonna be really fake, and then they go over to see her, and the first thing brunette Alex says is, oh, wow, you look really cute. <laughs> I didn't clock that, actually, that's so funny. Yeah, but it was. Yeah. I, I was also loving
0: them making fun of her, because she is, like, super fake, and then, yeah, that was them coming over after Casey had made up that rumor, and I had insinuated that it was Alex um brunette Alex said it was mm-hmm. over. She spread a rumor about her having a hygiene issue. Like I yeah. was making assumptions of what that meant, but <laughs> <laughs> but that is so mean to do. And they were like supposed to be friends. So yeah, yeah. I do think Casey was a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really a confusing storyline, and it was a weird her housekeeper was also an interesting dynamic. Oh, yeah,
2: that was really fucked up, where she was like, do you want me to go see if the housekeeper will make you a quesadilla? Yeah, and she's like, mm, quesadilla, por favor, Maria, or I, yeah, I
0: forget she, if her name was.
2: <laughs> she thought that she was really cute and funny when she was being uh, problematic.
0: Yeah, it wasn't cute,
2: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> okay. an
0: interesting dynamic, because it, it doesn't seem like anyone else um, had, like, live-in help in that, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not true.
2: Or if they did, they were at least self-aware enough to not like display it so publicly to the cameras to be like this might be, you know look slightly problematic or it might not come off as well or we want to be somewhat more relatable. But for Casey to just be like, "Oh, look, let's go have a quesadilla. I'll have her make one for you." Yeah, she'll make whatever you want. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think she really lacked self-awareness there, but I'm not sure, yeah, it would have been interesting to, to know, like, if anyone else could relate to her, had anyone living with them, but Mm -hmm. she didn't handle that very well.
2: (laughs) So the episode that we are going to talk about today is episode 15 of season two. Um, That's the episode that you suggested. I'm so glad that you brought this one up because I was, I had just, before you had suggested it, I was almost there and I was like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about? There's nothing in this (laughs) season. And then suddenly, like a beacon of hope comes episode 15 right at the end of the season. It
0: really does feel like the climax of the whole series, like Mm -hmm. all the, drama that was building up the whole, the whole rest of the season kind of came to a head and yeah, I loved the clueless sort of (laughs) Pismo Beach disaster of it all. (laughs) But yes, this episode is truly iconic. I won't ever forget it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one is episode 15. Like we said, it's called I Saw You Kiss Her. So just jumping right into it, we start with our previously on Laguna Beach, and we get our voiceover from Kristen. She says that they finally graduated. Um, and so they show this clip that they had played in the previous episode, which was just like, I, I want to like Kristen but she'll do these things that are just not cool, like especially to her friends. And so it's her with her blonde friend, Blonde Alex, um, and they're talking about going off to college and Blonde Alex is like, well, what if we gain the freshman 15? And Kristen's like, you will, I won't. Did she say that? I thought she said, I thought she said like, you know, I never will. No, she said, you will, I won't. (laughs)
0: Dang, I I, I definitely heard her say something different. She, I did love her throughout the season being really sassy with Jessica, but Mm -hmm. it didn't seem like she, she was like, yeah, Kristen can be mean, but I kind of loved it. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think she's funny.
2: I think it's after, especially after a season where it's like Elsie is one, so incredibly boring, but two, always presents herself as if she's the good girl and she's in the right even when she's not. Kristen, who's like kind of an unapologetic like bitch and like will just like stand in her power that, you know, I appreciate that even if she's going to be a little bit of a bitch to her friends. Exactly. She's
0: powerful and she knows it Mm -hmm. and yeah, she doesn't apologize. She is wise beyond her years. I really have, like when I first watched it, I totally fed into the narrative that Kristen is a bitch and Elsie is the nice girl. And Mm -hmm. like I was on team Elsie for sure with all the Steven drama, because I don't know, I think think everyone loves an underdog and Kristen has never been an underdog in her life. Like all these dudes are all obsessed with her and she like doesn't care about any of them. And now as like someone who's much older looking back, I'm like, that is iconic. She's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence that she
2: has at 17 is, like, very impressive. It
0: really is, and yeah, I think she she should have been held up as more of an icon, and I'm glad that she's, like, that Elsie, the tides have kind of changed on her over time. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. I feel like Elsie, she makes sense as the protagonist of, like, 2005, but 15 years later in 2020, like, Kristen, by all means... Absolutely. <laughs> so then we also find out that in the previous episode, well, in the previous episode, we found out that uh, Lauren and Jason had started hooking up. And so we even see this clip of them on the beach together. And it's so awkward. I hate this part. But Jason's like, I love Lauren. And Lauren's like, what? And he's like, I love Lauren. And she's just like, oh, but it was like, are, is he saying I love you? Is this like supposed to be a big deal right now?
0: he was very giving me like brick and anchorman
2: vibes like i love lamp (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) and then her just like her little awe was very like this is awkward and i don't know how else to respond yeah i
0: think jason is very much like emotionally obviously he's emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. he's i think that was the closest that he'll ever
2: get to like expressing love in the third person (laughs) yeah it's like he couldn't even bring himself to actually say it so he had to put it in the third person it was yeah yeah. jason
0: i i would love to like actually know more about his family dynamic and his upbringing because i feel like there there's a lot that we still don't really understand about why he is the way he is yeah
2: so i was reading when i was reading through um doing the where are they now research i was looking at his biography on his website and it was talking about how he has a super strong family and his parents are still together and he has three like siblings that he's really close with um so i'm just like why do you have why are you so fucked up then (laughs) like if you come from such a good background well he's from an extremely wealthy family if you couldn't tell from his grandparents
0: house that was like even nicer than Lauren's house. Yeah. Um, so from my experience growing up in Orange County, a lot of times the people who are like from the wealthiest families are like the most fucked up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's just a lot Yeah. I mean oftentimes in like in Orange County the super wealthy parents just aren't present, you know? Like Mm -hmm. they're they're on vacation or they're working or whatever and just like the kids are kind of doing their own thing and um that can get like lead them into trouble but yeah i don't know it it seemed like jason like he wasn't allowed to go to cabo for spring break he had to go to costa rica with his family so it seems like his parents were like they like knew that he was a problem and they were Mm -hmm. trying to like rein him in a little bit and it was really interesting when i found that clip of him talking looking completely unrecognizable talking about how his parents actually had pushed him into doing the show Mm-hmm. That was really, like, an interesting Yeah, tidbit.
2: so he had also said in the little biography that, so he had been at boarding school in Utah for the last, like, three years and then came back to Laguna Beach for his senior year and had been offered the spot. And he initially didn't want to be on the show, but then I guess he, he had been vague about it. He just said on the website, I think maybe, like, his friends and family had said, it would be cool to have your senior year documented. And that's what he decided to do. I did not know that about boarding school in Utah for three that, years. That's what it said, or I mean, for at least the previous year before he had come back for Laguna Beach season two, but that's what it said. Maybe he that's in, why he looks older. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was there for a while. He <laughs> was just in a time yeah. warp stuck in Utah. Okay, so he must have been, like, a real problem child if his parents sent him off like that. Like, mm-hmm. Well, then he said that, like, it wasn't until he got on the show that things started to go out of control because he went from being just, like, an average, everyday, like, high schooler to being like a a playboy in the tabloids but yeah I don't don't think so because there were other people on Laguna Beach who did not go crazy like Steven could have been a playboy in the tabloids but he never was exactly and
0: throughout the season you could see like whenever they were partying that Jason was like fucked up like Jason was getting like belligerent often during the show and yeah I don't think you can blame I mean alcoholism is like a really serious thing but I don't it's tough to like blame the show on that like I feel like if he was going to be an alcoholic he probably would have been regardless of whether or not he was on the show
1: mm-hmm. so
0: I'm I'm sure it is really weird to like be famous when you're in high school and I wouldn't have wanted that for myself but mm-hmm yeah i don't know but it's i i still feel like there's a lot that that is uncovered with that that we'll probably never know yeah (laughs) his family dynamic and everything
2: definitely So then this wasn't what previously happened, but it was sort of just lumped into the previously on because I guess it wasn't caught on camera. But Kristen tells us that a landslide happened in Laguna Beach, um, specifically in Stephen and Dieter's neighborhood, and it destroyed like 20 homes uh, since everyone is home for the summer Trey from season one of the AYA group um that the fashion show he did trey and lauren are organizing a benefit that will include um a concert and a fashion show to help uh provide relief for the victims and they're calling it fight the slide 2005. god it's just so incredible (laughs) (laughs) i love them like all banding together for this cause (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that they're really fired up about the name fight the slide 2005. like they're really patting themselves on the back for that one and they all pretty much
0: just turn this into an opportunity to like get wasted <laughs> with their their families and parents
2: all together. So it was quite an event. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it opens with Dieter at Jessica's house, and he is kind of explaining the concept of the fight the slide benefit. And he says, "We're gonna have one out loud auction and one fashion show." Which I thought was very weird the way that he said and numbered them. Like there was gonna be one silent auction and one live auction, but no, just one. Out loud auction. Uh, so Lauren's gonna handle the fashion show, and she needs models. So Dieter just asked Jessica if she, Kristen, and Alex, blonde Alex, will be uh, models for the show. Yes. And this scene makes me a little bit sad because I think it's very clear that Dieter still really likes Jessica, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I really oh, want so you to be sad. a part of this." Um, and he was so sweet with her promposal in season one when he like had gotten a limo for her and had a sign made up just to ask her to prom so I forget who it
0: was I think it was Taylor and it was like the most wise thing that she said the whole entire series where she she was making a comment about Jessica like oh Dieter was just so obsessed with her that it pushed her away and now Jason like doesn't give a fuck about her and that draws her in Mm mm-hmm yeah. Sorry, Maya, I love to curse. Oh, yeah, please, My <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> um, and sadly, that is relatable. <laughs> <laughs> why is, why does it have to be like that? But it was, it was an interesting dynamic to, like, watch play out. Mm-hmm. Um, she has this, like, one really nice guy who's just obsessed with her and, like, will do anything for her, and she doesn't care
2: at all. And instead, she's just chasing after this guy who treats her like garbage. Yeah, it's really lowered my opinion of her, unfortunately, just because she was so, such a side character in the first season. She's like, oh, she's just like a nice girl.
0: She oh. seemed like
2: nice and smart. And then you see her in the second season, and she's just like throwing everything away to chase after this guy who was just like a complete asshole. Yeah,
0: I mean, that wasn't relatable. That was like frustrating to watch, and I could relate more to Kristen because I who hasn't had had friends who keep going back to this guy who treats them like shit and you're just sick you can tell Kristen she's just like I used to listen and empathize with you and now I'm just so sick of hearing about this that like I'm not doing Mm -hmm. this
2: anymore and yeah
0: especially at this (laughs) point
2: at this point in the season she says a few things in this episode specifically where you can tell she's like 100 over the Jason Jessica back and forth dynamic
0: I know. Ugh, and Jessica, just, she's probably still not over it.
2: To <laughs> <laughs> this day, she's still pining she's dead, over him. Holding the candle. <laughs> so uh, Dieter <laughs> asks, he's like, oh, so do you still talk to J-Wall? And every time one of these characters calls him J-Wall, like unironically, I want to curl up and die. Oh, that, in SoCal, we love to agree. Abreeve. <laughs> 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 and I have nothing against a good breathe, but it's just Wall. I don't think he warrants it I love just like
0: people would throw out Wall and half the time especially if it was like to Lauren or whatever people would be like who <laughs>
2: oh Jason yeah <laughs> it's like you just say Jason yeah stop trying to make it happen it's not it's it not working him, yeah it makes him sound like a lot cooler than he really is <laughs> Um, and so then Jessica's like oh yeah he called me yesterday so I mean yeah I've called him and I was like wait 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 Missy you just said that he called you and now you're saying you've called him and Dieter kind of calls her out on that as well and he's just like are you kidding me so everyone's kind of over this
0: proves herself to be a liar well and I don't know if you want to get into like all the stuff that happened with her and Alex M before we got to this point Mm -hmm. of like how she and Jason were together when we start the season uh but he ends up going to winter formal with Alex M, the brunette Alex
2: because she asked him before and then that's such a shady excuse like it was so weird if someone gets a significant other after you've asked them to a dance you just need to be like okay go to the dance with your girlfriend (laughs) and it didn't make sense because we watched her ask him So I'm like, what do you mean? You already asked him. We
0: just watched you ask him with alongside uh, Taylor, whoever it was. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that didn't really make sense. But yeah, he was like cheating on Jessica with Alex while they were together. Then he gets together with Alex and then he cheats on her with Jessica. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it's a whole mess. And Jessica like lies about it. That was when they were in Cabo, I think. Or no, they confronted each other in Cabo. Yes. Um, (laughs) But right before they went, she had hooked up with Jason while he was with Alex. And then, yeah, it's just going back and forth, all this drama with Jason. Mm-hmm. And then he's really the drama of the whole season. It's <laughs> Jason had also, Jason.
2: he had gone to prom with that other person, Cammie, right? Who was like the one single person of color in the entire season. I
0: know. Um, Cammie is actually one of the stars of season three. I don't think she's like the star. I forget, like, the season three people are forgettable, but <laughs> she does become, because she was a sophomore in this season, um, she is, like, more prominent in the next season.
2: Okay, so yeah, yeah, so he goes to nice
0: prom to with, with her. It was nice to see someone who, like,
2: wasn't just white. Just blatantly just white. Uh, but yeah, he goes to prom with her, and then he ends up making out with Alex M after prom, so it's just, like, he cannot just pick one person to be with.
0: No, <laughs> he really can't. He, like, goes for just maximum drama mm-hmm. at all times in every situation. I was glad, though, that Cammy seemed to, like, not really care that much. I think she was just, like, trying to have a good time at prom. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which I can respect. Yeah, she's like, whatever, I got to go to the senior prom. <laughs> but yeah, they were making out in front of everyone, in front of everyone, like, Alex, um, you could tell she was wasted. Her, like, feet were dirty. She was holding her shoes. It was a mess.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then we get our theme song. It's still Hilary Duff's Come Clean, of course. Classic. Love that. Love it. um, and then when it opens back up, we are at Trey's home, and it's basically the benefit planning committee just having a meeting talking about various details of the benefit that they're planning. Um, Trey is wearing one of his classic trucker hats, and we get a shot of Polster. He's labeled as Trey's friend instead of, like, benefit enthusiast, which is a little bit disappointing <laughs> for me personally. I know. You'd think that they would carry that, through. <laughs> Um, and then there's another quick scene of basically just Lauren and Steven going to, like, stores and art galleries and asking people if they want to donate for the benefit, and everyone's like, yeah, of course, no problem, we're definitely going to do that. So I'm just like, they make it look so easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, I I kind of, like, watching this made me miss the hills a little bit because I did love seeing Lauren as, like, a working girl about town. Mm-hmm. like. Yeah, the first time I watched this, I didn't really care about Trey either, and now I've, like, I have an appreciation for Trey. (laughs) I love Trey.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I think he's probably my favorite character, but he's just, like, so, I mean, he just does his own thing, and he doesn't really care what anyone says, so I appreciate that Yeah, he doesn't get into the drama at all, (laughs) but
0: I love that he, like, cares about the cause, and he's, like, making things happen, and yeah, it was, it was nice to see him and Lauren, like, taking the lead and
2: mm-hmm.
0: and going after this event.
2: Yeah, and I did appreciate kind of seeing her in her zone. Like, it was very similar to when she was in the Hills and she was at the various mm-hmm. fashion shows and working um, with Whitney and things like that. Uh, so then we pop over to Kristen's house. And I had never, I don't know if this is the first shot we ever got of her, the exterior of her house, but this was the first time I noticed it. And it was, like, very modern looking. Like, yeah, her house is really cool. Mm -hmm. I was really curious if those were actually, I bet that
0: they were their houses, but they would never do that today, show the exterior of someone's Mm -hmm. house, like, in, and we know what city they live in, like, yeah, I feel like that's, like, a safety issue, but,
2: you know, I'm glad that, like, nothing really bad happened yeah I think that's like a whole thing now I know with like the teen mom um the teen mom two people there have been a I think like Chelsea got her house broken into so she moved and so it was like they weren't going to show their house on camera and then they ended up showing it again I think but it is something definitely that you think of now that you would never think of back then and it's so funny because the houses are so distinct like I know what Lauren Conrad's house looks like based on every single angle that they showed us in the entire like show for sure, though. I feel like her house, like, has some intense security. <laughs> and <laughs> Kristen's probably so, does, too. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what Kristen's
0: family does. Her dad, Dennis, though, I was kind of, him and Judith, her mom, had, like, a cute scene at graduation. And, yeah, I just thought her parents were kind of cute and, like, mm-hmm. not, and then in that same scene, we saw Casey's mom, which really explained, like, a lot about Casey. <laughs> just a very different vibe from her mm-hmm. family.
2: Yeah. Um, so Kristen, Jessica, and blonde Alex, Alex H, talk about the benefit. Jessica asked them to model because she was asked by Dieter. (laughs) Alex's response is, I'll model if it's for a good cause. As if she's just, like, being asked all the time for all of these, like, modeling jobs, and she's like, I really have to filter it, you know. I did not realize until, like, the, the very end how tall that blonde Alex is. She's a, <laughs> she's tall. She, like, could be a model. But, yeah. Maybe she is. Maybe she is modeling all the time. And she was like, yeah, out of the goodness of my heart, I'll do this one for free. I was loving her, like, MySpace haircut, though. Yes, she was really vibings. giving me, like,
0: scene vibes. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes. I think that's why she was probably, like, my favorite of Kristen's friends was because she was taking me back to, like, the scene haircut. And I appreciated that she... She would check Kristen or like, just
0: police her a little bit. Not police, not a great word, but whenever Kristen was being a little mean, Alex, mm-hmm. blonde Alex, would be like, "Ah, uh, you're being a bitch right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex wasn't <laughs> afraid, afraid to
2: to talk back to Kristen.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, Jessica was like, Kristen was very much like domineering over mm-hmm. her, and I don't think she would talk back as much to Kristen. But yeah, yeah. Alex,
2: blonde Alex, was a little bit stronger of a character. It felt like Alex, Blonde Alex, had more of a genuine friendship with Kristen, whereas Jessica was more just like, you're in my friend group.
0: Yeah, and Kristen was so tired of her, like. (laughs) (laughs) Her bullshit, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She was, like, mean to her, but it was almost like you could kind of understand, because Jessica was really
2: annoying (laughs) (laughs) with all the Jason, all the time. So Kristen asks who's in charge of the benefit, and Jessica's like, your fave person ever. And Kristen's like, which one? There's a couple, which I loved. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, So they tell her it's gonna be, it's Lauren, and Kristen's like, oh, well, is Jason gonna be there then? And she's like, I think you guys still like each other. I'm like, I don't think Jason's capable of liking anyone, so. Yeah, I mean, Jessica still likes him, and she confirms that, Yeah, I mean, she's an extremely bad liar, so it's very obvious that she still likes him. Um, and then she says that her life is very stressful and she's in such a predicament. And Kristen's like, don't say predicament. And Jessica's like, why do you not know big words? Which I did love, that part.
0: I forget if, if it was the same scene, but Kristen was wearing a shirt that said, pillow talk is extra. <laughs> and I was just like, I fucking love Kristen.
2: <laughs> that was a little bit later, but I did I did <laughs> notice that too.
0: Okay. <laughs> at, at like 17, she's like, wearing the shirt like wow queen
2: yes (laughs) um so the next day it's labeled as the day before the benefit or i guess i don't know if that's the same day um everyone's gathering together for the dress rehearsal of the fashion show and we actually see i think this might be the very first view that we ever get of heidi montag heidi's old face i know beautiful sweet young happy peppy bubbly heidi
0: Heidi, I wrote that she's Lauren's hype woman. Like, she's just, she's just there. She's, like, a supporting actress in the LC show. Mm-hmm. Just there to, like, be there for Lauren. Like, hype her up when she needs it. Just just providing all the support. And I'm pretty sure she must have been living with Lauren. Because she's she's from Crested Butte, Colorado. Like, she's yeah. not from Laguna Beach. I think Lauren found her... In San Francisco, and just brought her (laughs) brought her down (laughs) to like like,
2: live with her. Yeah, so I wonder because I know it. I I don't know if this point was Lauren already in LA taking classes or doing her internships or wherever we pick up with her at the hills because that's where her and Heidi are together. She mentioned that she had an internship with Three Dots, Three Dots, or whatever the
0: company was called. I'm not sure if that was based in. Laguna that's when she went yeah she traveled to San Francisco with that internship but I don't think she met Heidi I think she met Heidi at school mm. and I, th- I think it was in San Francisco um I wonder if Heidi just also quit school and, and just came to follow Lauren around and you know what she found <laughs> she found her cash cow and she hitched her wagon to it and <laughs> god god yeah. god bless yeah you know <laughs> she she got some fame she got
2: I guess what she wanted <laughs> Yeah well she's talking to I love that she's talking to Kristen in all of this too where she's like talking to her about like her cat walk strut like show me your strut and she just seems really like bubbly and friendly and her and Kristen seem to click really well too because they end up walking together in the fashion show. Yeah
0: I loved them walking together they were serving so much. I know they were so <laughs> they
2: looked like like little like twins or sisters just like blonde sisters. It was really cute they had a good energy together mm-hmm. which is funny because
0: like Lauren and Kristen never got along, <laughs> I know. Heidi didn't seem to care about that, and Lauren, I guess, wasn't bothered by it. So we also see,
2: oh yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, we see Lauren and Jason hanging out together too, so he's there for sure. Um, And then our first small little, like, taste of foreshadowing of what's going to happen with Lauren and Jessica, there's, like, a little kind of initial confrontation. So Lauren's like, all right, Mm -hmm. everyone get into your outfits, and Jessica seems like she was confused, like she didn't have an outfit prepared, or she didn't know, like, which outfit she was supposed to be wearing. Um, And Lauren gets all sassy with her, and she's like, well, this is a dress rehearsal. (laughs) I love that. They're like, what do you mean we're supposed to put on the outfits? And she's like, yeah, what do you think a dress rehearsal is? (laughs) Which I get, I get, I see both sides, but also I'm like, yeah, but Lauren, if you are in charge of the fashion show and she is the model, you need to be like, here's the outfit you're wearing, put it on. I think she was also, yeah, she's like, figure it out.
0: Like, <laughs> she and doesn't then she give To put on their most casual outfits, and they're like, I don't know what my most casual outfit is. <laughs> it does, it seems like, yeah, it wasn't planned like that great. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much time, if the timeline's so unclear, like how much time did they actually spend planning this? Was it, like, just one day or more? Like, who knows? Yeah.
2: And they have, I mean, they seem to, like, have it really well put together, but I'm also just, like, is so is a bunch of, like, 17 and 18-year-olds planning this entire thing, or do they have adult input somewhere? Trey feels like an adult, so. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Trey's like, I got it, you guys. Don't worry about it. I'm going to work for Vera Wang in 10 years. Like, I got it. Exactly. He's, like, the only one who, like, really has everything together, and (laughs) it shows. (laughs) um Talon's wearing a fedora I just needed to point that out oh are we at his performance yet (laughs) no but this is where he's talking to Trey and he's like am I gonna do two songs and Trey's like I don't know man it's kind of it's gonna be kind of (laughs) tight but we will get to his performance um yes (laughs) they all line up they rehearse the fashion show it is a lot of bad catwalking I just want to say that Miss J of America's Next Top Model would be horrified at all the catwalking that's happening yeah i don't think we have any professional models in the house (laughs) (laughs) even even blonde alex like you got to step your game up girl yeah
0: and i don't know if it helps that
2: everyone it seemed like people
0: were getting pretty wasted as this (laughs) night went on (laughs) so yeah that didn't help
2: their catwalking abilities um jessica and jason are like walking one after the other so they keep passing each other on the catwalk and like they'll like look at each other and giggle and then like little cut to Lauren looking upset. And then at one point as they pass Jason even says hi baby to her.
0: And mm-hmm. like, it what, seemed what? like they were
2: like grabbing at each other too. Yeah. And Jessica's like yeah. flirtily being like stop. Oh stop at you. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> frustrating to watch. And then she goes to talk to Krista about it. She's like, I don't understand. Jason's being so nice to me all of a sudden. And it's like, when I, I want him, he's not being nice to me. But then like, if I could just have him, I wouldn't care. I mean, at least she
0: has that much self-awareness to know.
2: But it's <laughs> like, okay, that. It, take that self-awareness and turn it into some self-control.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, we didn't go any further than that. Like brief glimmer of self-reflection, but <laughs> at least she had that.
2: And then Kristen's like, well, maybe you guys are just really good friends.
0: And she laughs.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's basically it for the rehearsal. They all leave. And then in the car afterwards, we get a little um, quick little seed where Kristen's basically saying that uh, that Polster is hot. <laughs> yeah. And then Alex is like, my favorite thing is she's like, I don't know, some guys, when they get older, they get hot or they get really ugly. And I'm just like, yes, those are the two ways that it could go, I guess. <laughs> I'm like, you're so right, Alex. It's true. <laughs> so insightful, <Something> that commentary. <laughs> uh,
0: I just, Kristen and Alex's dynamic was the most like relatable to me, like how I talk with my friends. I feel like not necessarily always being mean, but just like, oh, he's
2: hot, like blah, blah. So it, that felt like very real. Mm-hmm. Um, then they play who would you rather hook up with and uh, Kristen gets Polster or Trey. She says Polster and then they're like Jessica Jeff or Jason and don't tell us the truth don't play any of your little tricks and so she doesn't say anything so they're just like it's Jason we knew it's Jason. She's like well if both of them were right there and I could only choose one it would probably be Jason and then they it's all It's funny scream. because a few episodes ago she was
0: obsessed with Jeff and like when Kristen kissed Jeff it was she didn't actually seem that upset about it so maybe Mm -hmm. she maybe she he was just like a rebound to kind of help her focus on something she seems like kind of maybe she has like codependency issues or something like she can't not have a guy in her life at all Mm -hmm. times and be like
2: obsessed with it and her whole world revolves around that relationship so yeah but uh, the jeff thing was definitely like very it burnt out really quick yeah once she got him she
0: was like oh okay Maybe he was, like, nice to her, so that, you know, that she doesn't like that. It's, yeah,
2: never mind. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, someone who actually wants to be with me and, like, treats me like a person. Next. Like, all Jason. of these girls, though, because they all were just like, Jason, please. Yeah. I mean, oh, God, I don't
0: – I thought he was really hot back in the day, and now – yeah, he's, he's not doing anything for he's me not. now. He's <laughs> not.
2: He's great value Colin Farrell, and I stand by that. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> it's like, Mom, can we have Colin Farrell? No, hun. we have Colin Farrell at home. Colin Farrell at home is just Jason Waller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does kind of have that, like, movie star look <laughs> about him, but...
2: It's, it's and got the spiky 2005 hair.
0: The spiky hair was a the lot. The Ryan Cabrera and... hair.
2: not quite a Ryan Cabrera (laughs) no it's not that spiky (laughs) um all right so then it's the day of the benefit so they're at Jessica's house getting ready Kristen and blonde Alex and this is where Kristen is wearing her pillow talk extra shirt loved that um so they're talking about (laughs) calling Elsie to find out what time they have to be there and then Jessica says something like really bitchy like oh I'm sure she'll be there with Jason I'm like yeah because they're like boyfriend and girlfriend right now yeah, like clearly she's jealous.
0: And it she probably only likes Jason now because Lauren likes him and it's mm-hmm. like, oh,
2: I can't have him. So now I want him. Yep. Um, and then they're talking about how nervous they are to do the fashion show and how excited they are to see Talon's musical performance. And Kristen <laughs> has this line here where she's like, I'm just scared he's going to be bad and I'll laugh. <laughs> which is maybe foreshadowing yeah I mean she knew
0: and then she said something about how Alex N also is gonna perform and she's like well Alex will be good she's always good I don't know about Talon though <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> poor and, Talon yeah. <laughs> I feel like this this season really they did portray Talon in a very empathetic light whereas in this first season they were like he's a playboy like he's just like you know a player he dates everyone um, but he definitely seemed like more of an emotional kind of guy in this season
0: I really disliked him, especially early on in the season, like, when he was kind of two-timing Kristen and Taylor, mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm such a nice boy, oh, feel bad for me, I'm a nice boy that finishes last, and
2: I always hate That's that. That's <laughs> that part when he's like, oh, I'm a nice guy who finishes last, I was like, what the fuck ever, dude, you're still rich, Ugh. you still, like, date all these girls, like, you're fine. Garbage, but... And then
0: meanwhile, he's, like, dating two girls and, like, lying to them about it. And I'm like, are you really a nice guy? Because it seems like you're actually just a bullshitter. <laughs> I but think yeah, she's like,
2: he got his heart broken by Kristen, too. Because she, yeah. like, she can outplay any player, so. Anyone, even Steven. Yeah.
0: But, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was kind of funny to watch her after that, because I was not sympathetic towards him anymore, to watch her just kind of, not have any regard for like his emotions and just mm-hmm. how she's playing with them and hurting him. I was like,
2: yeah, well, <laughs> That's he had end. it coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we see some establishing shots of the benefit preparations. My favorite being Trey carrying a giant box of trucker hats. <laughs> so 2005, there's nothing more 2005. <laughs> so than that. good. Um, and then the fight, the slide banner, which has some very poor graphic design. <laughs> I loved it. They, like, captured the houses falling, like, graphically. So, I missed, I, it flashed really quickly. I had to rewind because I missed it because you know how it had all of those lines next to the slide, like, before the slide? Yeah. I thought that it was, like, an L and an I. I thought, I thought it was saying, like, fight the slide. <laughs> I mean, that would be fitting. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, wait, is that, no, okay, it's not, but it's still not very good.
0: No, I, Trey probably
2: made that. Like, he just got Photoshop and is learning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they're all just making the preparations ready. It looks like the home base that they've made for the fashion show is sort of in a parking garage, um, in, like, a little tent that they've made just by setting up white curtains. So that's kind of where the majority of the, the drama will happen for the rest of the episode.
0: Yeah, it wasn't clear where they actually hosted the like, what kind of space that was yeah, that they were at. It,
2: it was definitely, like, in... A parking garage for where they were getting value, yeah. though.
0: It um, didn't so, even feel like a real stage, like kind of just maybe like a little community yeah, like a theater spot. or
2: something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jessica's getting her hair done and makeup done, and Jason, for some reason, is like right there talking to her. And so she's like, Oh, yeah, I'm getting my hair touched up or my makeup touched up. And they share some little innuendo there about Jason wanting to get touched up. So. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm. And so then elsewhere lauren's like oh where's jason and heidi points and she's like oh he's over there and then it cuts to the shot of jason and jessica but jason is yelling into a fan like you know how you like fans if you like speak into them it makes your voice robotic did you see him doing that no i missed that (laughs) he's like in front of a fan he's just like bah
0: like at the fan this is like when he had like his first one or two drinks and he was just feeling silly. <laughs> he was starting to feel good, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But literally, though,
2: probably. No, yeah, for actually, though. No. <laughs> um, so then the musical performances are going to start. So everyone runs upstairs from the parking garage to wherever this stage is. Yep. And Dieter is the MC. He introduces Talon. Talon comes out on stage, but before he starts going, Jason is sitting over to the side of the stage and Jessica's kind of walking by. He leans over to her and he says, come and sit with me. So she walks over and she just sits down on his lap. So that's what mm-hmm. happens. And then we see that Heidi can see it immediately and she like points it out to Lauren. She's like, uh, Jessica just sat down on Jason's lap. Heidi is so, really
0: oh, hyping yeah. Lauren up to like fight with Jason at this point. <laughs> She's like, yeah i don't know if we're quite there yet but when when jason like eventually gets up after talon performs mm-hmm. and he tells heidi to shut up yes! i don't know what she said oh, yeah. to him but oh, he's like shut up
2: yeah oh, and it didn't feel I, playful i have thoughts about all of that
0: yeah so but, oh yeah
2: we have to talk have about to, talon's performance we have to talk about talon <laughs> so talon starts a song somewhere dead in hollywood And from the first line that he starts singing, I was just like, oh, oh, no. Yeah, (laughs) I just wrote, like, an uncomfortable, like, jaw-clenched face.
0: And that was it. My commentary.
2: He's not (laughs) a great singer. But I was like, what, so what is this song? So I look it up, I Googled it. It apparently actually exists. Like, it's on Apple Music, from what I could see. It's on Mm. YouTube. And I don't know Ellen performing
0: or a different singer. Yeah, it's
2: Talon. and I don't know when it was actually released. But the version that's on YouTube was uploaded in twenty thirteen. So I don't know if this was released like years after Fight the Slide two thousand and five or what. Did you listen to it? (laughs) Yes, it's good. The YouTube version is good. It's he's like, like auto-tuned? Yeah, he's auto-tuned for sure. It's like cleaned <laughs> up. He's auto-tuned. It has a really good like mid-2000s like poppy kind of emo sound that I 100% would have like listened to nonstop when I was like in middle school.
0: Well, actually the fact if he did
2: write that song, I can respect it a little bit more. Yeah, him it's just like, like going out there and singing someone else's. It's not a bad song. I think maybe he did write it or he worked with someone who like wrote it with him. Um, but he's not a great live performer. He's very, he's very Ashley Simpson, if you will. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, maybe we should have had like a, the track playing in the background for him. <laughs> but
2: he, he tried and he went out there and you have to like give him some props for that, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> and all of his friends are hyping him up and they're all screaming yeah. for him and they're dancing and then Jessica's dancing, but she's dancing on Jason's lap. So she's really just like wiggling around. We did not see Kristen. I wonder if she was laughing. (laughs) Sure, she was dying. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then, so I don't know if you call it this too, but at one point Jessica's like getting really into the music and she sort of jumps up. And Jason does this thing where it's very casual, but it's very obvious that he like sort of like puts his arm around her waist and pulls her back onto his lap, but he's like turned away from her and talking to someone else. So it's almost like he didn't mean to do that, but he really definitely did.
0: Yeah, he... Wants to pretend like he had no agency in this Mm -hmm. whole interaction, but, like, no, actually you were making this whole thing happen.
2: Oh, yeah. So, uh, Lauren's really stressed. She's, like, fanning her hands in front of her face like she's trying not to cry. So, I do feel bad for her in that moment. Yeah. So, then – brunette alex is gonna get up and sing her song so she goes up on stage but then jason gets up and just leaves jessica where she was so that's when he goes over to stand next to lauren and it seems like heidi is just like hey like hey how are you like not even calling him out even though she could and that's where he yells at her to shut up so rude so rude it's like and it's like that kind of tone where it's like plausible deniability of he was being playful but he actually wasn't and he probably was just like drunk and being belligerent
0: yeah it seems like the story of his life like he's he acts like he's not in control of anything because he's like drunk all the time but it's (laughs) like okay well how did we get here but is this the part where she like confronts
2: him and she's she says yes. like I don't like other girls yeah. on your lap. Yeah. So he's like, oh I just wanna, I just wanna be next to you. And he like starts to cuddle her and she's like, and she doesn't even say it like that. She's like, I just don't like other girls. She's like, I don't like other girls when in your lap. Like she's not rude about it. She's kind of just like a little bit shocked, but she's keeping the tone sort of light. And then he yeah. gaslighting it's like the gaslighting switch is flipped and he's like babe she just sat down. I wasn't gonna make it a big deal. Sorry. I didn't mean to make you mad. He is the gaslight king. Like, he gaslights people this whole series. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, well, it makes you mad when I talk to a guy and you had a girl dancing in your lap. Yeah, and that's because he has double standards (laughs) and is a liar. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So Alex is finally, like, performing her song. She's better than Talon, but the song is just, like, does it have any lyrics other than Hello? I just, just go, Hello. All I said is that she shouldn't quit her day job. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> I will I, say, she's better than Talon, and she's better than Christina from season one.
0: I mean, yeah, but the bar is not that high here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she actually did try to, like, have a recording artist career after this, and yeah. That's, that's what she was talking really about, too, when,
2: when her and Talon were like, oh, I'm so nervous. She's like, I'm nervous, and I do this all the time.
0: like okay sweetie
2: Humble brag. all right so this is where lauren and jason are back downstairs in the little like fashion show changing area having their conversation and he's like what do you even want to talk about and so she's like well you make it so hard like what's the point of another letting another girl dance on your lap and then his response to that which i just don't know under it's like we get snippets of their conversation because the editors don't understand continuity (laughs) <laughs> um, when showing us these fights, but his response is, I want to be with you too, but it's just like annoying that you don't trust me. Yeah. Gaslighter. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't think that there are like, I don't think I have any young listeners of this podcast, but let me just tell you folks, if you are young and you're getting into a relationship, trust is built. Trust isn't just there automatically. So, if your boyfriend of like a month is like, Why don't you trust me, baby? Because he and he's acting like this, fucking break up with him.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it seems like that's his go to move whenever he cheats on someone is to like put it on
2: them and be like, Well, why do you have these trust issues with me? It's like because you're literally cheating. Like, what you have to act trustworthy first for someone to trust you, and you haven't done that.
0: Yeah, and it's not Lauren's problem that she doesn't trust you, you have
2: like, you didn't earn her trust, or you broke her trust by doing this. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to say, as gross as it sounds, I'm obsessed with you, so he, like, flips it around into just, like, this love-bombing sort of place, and, so, like, it's a very classic manipulation tactic.
0: Yeah. And I bet Jason is probably still doing this, like, with his wife, like, he's, he seems like he's just emotionally abusive as a person. Yeah. I Maybe
2: not...
0: he worked through that <laughs> in his, like, treatment, but…
2: I hope he's had enough therapy that he doesn't but these these men you never know yeah he's true trash um so alex's song ends and everyone starts to come downstairs so he basically just says they'll finish talking later and then lauren's like okay i have to direct everyone to line up for the talent show but then she sees jessica Mm -hmm. and jessica really should just be like trying to avoid this girl at all costs. Jessica's really kind of inviting some of this herself because she says like, well, why are you staring at me? You can tell that Jessica's drunk from
0: how Lauren starts talking to her. Mm -hmm. Lauren's like, well, right now you're a very
2: rude girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the meanest Lauren's ever been. She talks to her like she's a five year old She's like, you're a very rude girl. You're sitting on everyone's laps and you're dancing around. It really is like she's talking to a child. And she says like, I can't even talk to her. She's, like, a two-year-old right now. (laughs) Well, and she is kind of acting, like, because she's playing very dumb, and she's like, whose lap was I sitting on? And then she turns to her friend, and she's like, whose lap was I sitting on? I think she actually might be in a blackout. Like, she's (laughs) just really wasted. Okay, that makes me feel slightly better about some of her, the way that she acts. And she does seem very confused about the way that events went down the next day, so it makes more sense that she was incredibly drunk. There's a lot of, I mean they hide the fact that they, these kids are
0: drinking throughout the whole series, but they are, obviously, mm-hmm. and there's, like, moments like that where Lauren says she's, like, a two-year-old, like, to me, that's
2: Lauren saying she can't say that she's drunk because of the show, but she's yeah, drunk. that's smart. That's, a that's good insight. Um, so Lauren's pissed. She walks away. She's, like, just fix her makeup, put her in clothes, and let her walk. If she falls, it's her own fault. <laughs> yeah, and that's another tell that, like, because wasted
1: (laughs) yeah Um, I would have liked
2: to see her fall but it didn't happen I know if only we could have gotten a catwalk fall that would have made this episode like completely perfect just the cherry on top it really would have (laughs) so then Lauren's friend Jen calls Elsie out and she's like you were such a bitch to Jessica and Lauren's like I was Jen Bunny I did see her one time in a Victoria's Secret in like 2008
0: (laughs) oh my (laughs) god I really am not a fan of her
2: celebrity sighting Yep. <laughs> yeah, Jenna's just, like, she's, she's just there. She's one of Lauren's boring friends, and I'm just, I don't I'm really sure have an opinion of her. She wasn't in the first season, was she? I think she was a little bit. I can't remember if I remember her from the first season or from The Hills, because I know she's been in both. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure if she's just, like, a friend of Lauren that is, like, Heidi, like, just hitched her wagon to Lauren, or if she's actually
2: from Laguna. It I think she is me. from, I think they grew up together. Okay. Yeah, because I think they go back, and that's, like, their whole thing is, like, they had this, like, longer friendship, and then they had their falling out from the hills.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that was appropriate of her to be calling Lauren out at that moment, like, and Heidi,
2: who's actually a supportive friend to Lauren, is like, I'm gonna kill him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, so Lauren is really upset, and she's flustered, so then Jessica in her drunken state walks over to just some random part of the parking garage where Jason's at. And she's like, I've been looking for you all over because I want to be with you. And he (laughs) grabs her by the face and he tells her that he still cares about her. So then, so from what I could see from what was filmed, it looks like he grabs her by the face. He's like, I still care about you. He kind of like turns away a little bit. She reaches up and she kisses him, but then he definitely kisses her back and then he, like, grabs her by the hand.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: they are both drunk, but they are both, like, responsible for these events, equally. I feel. Yes. Yes. I think he was leading her on, she was pursuing him, they, she might have initiated the kiss, but they both participated in the kiss. Yeah. Uh, And Lauren sees all of this happen. And she does her best to,
0: like, not have a loud reaction, but Mm -hmm. you can tell she's, like, freaking out. She just, like,
2: sits down because she's, like, overwhelmed. I know. She, like, collapses into a chair. She's, like, gasping with her hand over her mouth. It is very dramatic.
0: But she's, like, not, like, screaming, you know? She's, like, Mm -hmm. okay, the show has to go on. Like, she does tell people in a little bit, but she's, yeah, she's not totally, like, having a full-on meltdown, she's yeah. trying to keep
2: it contained. She, that, I, we'll give her that, we'll give her props for that, is that she did, like, you know, show us go on, we're gonna get the fucking fashion show done, I'm gonna get my stuff cleaned up, and then I'm gonna get out of here, so she did, like, do her work first. Yeah,
0: and you know what, I'll also give her props, and this happens a little bit later, but, like, she doesn't, though she was, like, kind of mean to Jessica earlier, she, she fully says, like, Jason t- grabbed her mm-hmm. face, like, I don't blame Jessica or mm-hmm. if, like he initiated it. She's, she's not solely directing her anger at Jessica. Like a lot of people throughout yeah. history have done when like cheating happens. Like, yeah, she's, she's putting the blame on Jason in like slightly feminist way of hers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: slightly. Uh, yeah. So she goes over to Heidi and Taylor, which I think is like the first time we've seen Taylor come up this episode. Um, And she tells them that Jason kissed Jessica in front of her. And yeah, Heidi's like, I'm going to kill him. But then they all have to line up for the fashion show. We see Jessica and Jason hugging and kissing in line, like while they're waiting to go on for the fashion show. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're like, well, might as well just keep this going. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Lauren's (laughs) muttering something about like, how are you going to lie to someone and tell them you're in love with them and then go and kiss your ex-girlfriend in front of them. So she's obviously very upset about the whole thing. Yep,
0: and also just want to note that Cedric goes out in like, like a speedo
2: or yes, okay, yes, like tiny underwear. The fashion show. (laughs) So yeah, we have we have the fashion (laughs) show. There's like again not a lot of good runway walks, but the two best moments are Cedric going out in his tiny hot pink like briefs. Which yes. I don't think was supposed to be part of the fashion show. <laughs> no,
0: it totally wasn't, and you can
2: tell, and that's why it was really funny. <laughs> um, and then, so Kristen and Heidi are walking together, like we said. So in the first one, they're kind of like they're really like fun, and like they probably have the best walks of everyone because they're really having fun with it. Um, and they're wearing like bikini tops and fur shrugs. But then on the second pass, they like get to the end of the runway, and they they have they have a little queer baiting moment here where they kind of kiss each other at the end of the runway they know what they're doing <laughs> they really do but yeah did you catch that i didn't actually yeah yeah they have this like little moment where they're like they go in for a kiss and i was like okay britney and madonna
0: <laughs> you know that's iconic of
2: them <laughs> um oh also at one point jessica's like in the changing area she's like what am i supposed to do about my shoes and Lauren's like get your own shoes jessica <laughs> <laughs> i loved that <laughs> She's not being too
0: mean, like, and Jessica probably is so drunk that, like, I bet she doesn't remember any of this the next day. (laughs) I probably would get frustrated with her if I had to,
2: like, continue
0: helping her after she was doing
2: all this. I can't blame her for being slightly snippy and being like, get your own shoes, I'm not in charge if you fall, like, just, if you want to model, go model, but I have nothing to do with this. Exactly, but she is, like, she does
0: direct most of her anger at Jason like yeah and when he finally starts coming towards her she's like get the hell away
2: from yep. me yep so yeah there. Is, this is what happens it's like the show is done Lauren's alone in the like changing area and he tries to go and talk to her she tells him to get the hell away from her and so he's like so oh I hate him so much in this scene where he just will not get off of her and he keeps physically trying to touch her Yeah, it. I was glad that Dieter was like standing there watching and like protecting
0: LC because it, Mm -hmm. it like felt like an abusive relationship. Oh, for
2: sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so here's another. So another Jen Bunny moment where she's like fucks up, but she's like on our friendship. I will keep Jason ten feet away from you, and then she immediately fails. Jason grabs Lauren by the wrist and like drags her out of the tent. (laughs) Yep, just Jen
0: Bunny like being a shitty friend again.
2: Uh, also, Jason Jason
0: comes over. has that. the audacity.
2: The, the audacity to tell her to be mature and talk to him for five seconds. He's such a gaslighter. I cannot stand. Um, so yeah, he's like she dodges him and she's like breaking his like grip on her wrists and saying, "You know, I watched you kiss Jessica." And he keeps trying to grab her. She dodges him and runs back into the tent. And so that's when we have a moment where Dieter and her, like this is really sweet, where they're like hugging and he's just like trying to tell her to hold it together basically.
0: Yeah. Well, and when she said, I watched you kiss Jessica, Jason goes, You're so full of shit. I didn't he's even catch lying that. about it. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Oh my There's god. There's a lot going on. So yeah, after she said that, he says she's so full of shit. It's like, actually you are. Yeah. What um. the fuck,
2: dude? God. And so then Dieter goes over afterwards and he's like, look, look, what happened? Just tell me straight up, did you kiss Jess? And he's like, she forced herself on me. What could I have done? Yeah, so immediately he admits that he was,
0: that he's actually the one who's full of shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. His his story changes like three times in like two minutes right here. So he, mm-hmm. they call, Dieter's like, okay, well I will call her and we'll figure out what happened. So he like puts her on speakerphone. And then Jason immediately, like when, Uh, Jessica answers, he tries to be like, hey, and Dieter has to like glare at him to shut up. I know. Well, I think Jason is just truly so drunk that he doesn't know really what's going on at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so like he hears Jessica answer and so he speaks. Yeah. like You can Uh, tell he's just confused. (laughs) So Dieter's like, why did you go up to Jason and kiss him? You know Lauren and Jason are hooking up and she just straight up lies and she's like, well, that's funny because I know he and Lauren are hooking up and I didn't kiss Jason.
0: Yeah, and you can see Talon or Dieter lose all respect for Jessica <laughs> mm-hmm. at this oh, yeah. point. Like he was still kind of into her before this happened, but I'm I feel like this really turned him off to her.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, because he calls her the biggest fucking liar, and you yeah, yeah. He <laughs> means it. There's some venom behind He's that. Pissed. Yeah. And all so the then, like rage built up over time is like coming to a head of my with fucking her. bitch ex girlfriend. Yeah. Um, so then Jason hops on the phone and he's like, "Oh no, I. Why would you lie? I'm even admitting that we did." And I'm like, "Oh, so you're admitting that you guys kissed?" Because he says, we like, admitting we did in
0: like five minutes
2: ago." Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she's like, "Yeah, n- no bullshit. When would I have kissed Jason ever?" And I'm like, "Ever? When you were dating him at the beginning of the season, <laughs> maybe."
0: Yeah, Jessica's not a very good liar. <laughs> I know,
2: and so that's and like it's
0: like multiple occasions at. Of this night you were together with him like on
2: his lap kissing him <laughs> kissing him again so there are plenty of times when you put up actually <laughs> yeah so it's just like are you just a pathical liar or are you just incredibly drunk
0: probably both a little of both
2: mm-hmm. so Dieter calls her full of shit and she hangs or he hangs up on her um and then that's when lauren was like hey Dieter did you just yell at jessica because it really wasn't her i watched it and it was all jason but it, it was, that both was of them."
0: yeah i i was like wow lauren is a feminist queen in this moment Except <laughs> i, I do like, always love her but yeah <laughs> yelling at her moment. and
2: saying she was a very rude girl for sitting in people's laps
0: <laughs> she was <laughs> but she didn't like fully blame her and yeah, yeah. I, I i actually got it. lot of respect for her in that moment
2: we do appreciate that and i appreciate her telling Dieter to back off because i think she recognizes that Dieter has his own complicated feelings of like this is my ex-girlfriend so she's like calm down so yes yeah um, we'll give her that for sure
0: yeah i mean i don't think if it was me i would be big enough to be like oh don't like yell at Jessica
2: oh yeah i would be like yell at everyone fuck all these people seriously like she deserves it um so that's basically the end of the episode it ends with just like shots of lauren cleaning up and saying goodbye with all of her friends and ignoring jason and jason sits on the curb and hangs his head because he's such a devastated man poor baby all you had to do was not (laughs) kiss another girl (laughs) while your girlfriend is right there yeah i don't feel sorry for him at all (laughs) all right so where are they now should we leave jason for last since he is the most interesting yeah okay so we'll just run through the others really quick um in my previous episodes of um laguna beach and the hills i've already gone through Kristen and lauren and everyone so just the newbies um jessica what our girl jessica is doing now she Jessica. is living in oh, yeah, Texas, <laughs> married with four <laughs> kids. She has an Amazon store and a lifestyle website. So she's just kind of living a bland sort of like mom influencer lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. You can tell she's trying to like be a mommy blogger, but mm-hmm. the Instagram
0: version of that, um, her husband, I like was like, Oh, he's like attractive. But then I went onto his profile, and he seems like he's definitely, like, a Trumper. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, an ex-military like military person. But, yeah, he was following—I always love to look at who people are following, because it tells you a lot. And he was following, like, I forget, some conservative, like, pundit people. So, yeah, she's living her, like, right-wing Texas family of four life. Oh, God, which okay. Which is, like,
2: yeah, that tracks for her. <laughs> Wear a mask, Jessica. <laughs> That's all I have to say if you're in Texas. <laughs> seriously. Um, Dieter. So Dieter is now living in Washington, D.C. He works as area general manager for the Lore Group, which I think is like a hotel management group. Um, he got married in 2016. He has a kid now, and Stephen, Trey, and Polster were all groomsmen at his wedding. Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) Did you find any other info on him? Um, I saw that
0: before he moved to D.C. he was living in San Diego, which is where I live, so (laughs) shout out to San Diego. Um, but yeah, it seems like he's pretty much kept out of the limelight.
2: Yeah, he just seems like he's like a normal, good kind of guy. So respect for Dieter. I hope he's living a lovely life with his wife. I know, yeah. he He's one of the best guys on the show. Mm-hmm, for <laughs> so sure. So hopefully he's happy. <laughs> Dieter and Trey really are like the only ones that I have respect for. Truly. Trey, yeah, he deserves all the respect too. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, Merle, Mural, Brunette Alex. So yeah, I-
0: I mentioned she was, like, trying to have a singing career, I, clearly that didn't really take off for her. Oh, what? Now you don't know like... the, the hit artist Alex <laughs> Merle. Yeah, uh, she tried, and
2: now she's living in Orange County with two kids. Mm-hmm. She was the co-founder of the consulting agency Mox. Um, it says that she got married. I don't know if she has since separated, but she was married at some point. I think, I I looked at her Instagram, and I think
0: she is still married okay um and it seems like she's still kind of friends with uh other alex and taylor
2: yes they were both in her wedding yeah um and then blonde alex alex hooser She is also married with two kids uh she still talks to kristen cavallari i didn't really find anything else about what she's doing other than just like she has a family yeah she's about as
0: boring as she was on the show
2: (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if she's still modeling for good causes (laughs) hopefully um all right so jason so he's the most interesting which we've kind of talked about a little bit but he was obviously he was on the hills he's since been on the hills reboot the hills new beginnings which came out last year Um, But the most interesting thing is that he has had a serious struggle with addiction. So he said on his website that by age 23, he had been arrested over a dozen times. He had had been incarcerated for more than 100 days and had attended 11 treatment centers all the way from Hawaii to Florida. Wow. (laughs) That's prolific. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, he was what, like 17, 18 when this season was airing? So this was only in like five years
0: yeah he really was circling the drain quickly um obviously we saw him on laguna or on the hills with lauren and she didn't go to paris famously because of him (laughs) um but yeah he and there was like moments in the hills too and i guess that was like kind of why they ended up breaking up because of his alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. so he was just like partying it up in la like doing all of that, but now he's been super into the recovery scene. He founded a treatment facility in Laguna Beach um, that someone I know went to. Oh, wow. But he has since come forward and and admitted that, uh, like, in a lot of the periods where he's said that he was sober, that he actually wasn't. He's had, like, multiple relapses, I think Mm -hmm. as recently as, like, a year or two ago. Um, so he's like continuing to really struggle and I'm, it is great. Oh, he was on celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew too. So he's
2: like Dr. Drew person. He's like Um, very pro Dr. Drew too, which is something I saw as I was looking through his website. Cause I think that's like another thing is sometimes with these celebrity rehab people, they'll come away from it either being like, yeah, Dr. Drew was, Dr. Drew was great. Or they'll be like, he is a quack. He is a monster. I do not trust this man. Um, I personally well, yeah. think doc I lean towards quackery with Dr Drew so I don't know how exactly. I feel about <laughs> Jason being so pro Dr Drew No and I I can't fully like I didn't go to his
0: rehab facility and I don't have like much of a scoop from the person that I know who went although I, I do know that she ended up relapsing too afterwards but I do feel like he he's capitalizing on the industry and Mm -hmm. the industry itself is can be very predatory Mm -hmm. like you it costs so much money to go to these treatment facilities like a lot of times insurance doesn't cover it or cover all of it um and the fact that and like it's good that he's been transparent about like that he wasn't actually sober for a lot of the time but Yeah. It's, it's hard not to feel like he's,
2: he's a predatory scammer. (laughs) Yeah. Do you listen to the podcast Feathers in My Hair? Yes. Okay. So I think Liz has talked about that, just with her experience of uh, recovery um, treatment centers and that sort of the thing um, and how it is, it can be a really sketchy industry and how there are a lot of people who go from being inactive addiction to being one of these, like, recovery advocates with not a lot of time necessarily between those two periods of their life. Well, yeah, and it's, like,
0: I don't think Jason went to college at all. He definitely, Mm -hmm. like, doesn't have a, like, degree in psychology or social work or anything where he's, like, qualified to be helping people with recovery. I'm not sure, like, what his capacity is at the treatment facilities. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the person that I went there while she was there was, like, posting selfies with him, but <laughs> I don't really know that much else. He's but, just photo op. Yeah, I... I feel like he... is has not turned over a New Leaf. Like, I think he's probably still the same, like, asshole mm-hmm. douchebag gaslighter that he always was. <laughs> Oh, it actually says as recently as. Sorry, as recently as September ni- twenty nineteen, he was on a, a Dr. Drew show talking about a recent relapse, and he, he's mentioned that it has to do with like his body image mm-hmm. and like insecurity. As he's getting older, he's insecure, and that's leading him to uh, to relapse, and he's talking about how he took something to cut pounds off, so maybe it's not alcohol that sounds like, maybe, like, Adderall or meth, or I don't know
2: exactly what. He said that he was, um, in addiction for Adderall for a few years, so. Oh, oh, okay, I actually didn't get that, okay. I think that was on his website, it was talking about one of his relapses, was, like, a multi-year relapse, where he was struggling with, like, Adderall and alcohol, I think.
0: Oh, well. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I want to believe that he's, like, trying to help the community and, like, help people get sober and do great things, but it's Jason Wall. There's, there's (laughs) a way to
2: do that without being so visible about it, too. Yeah, and to, like, support Dr.
0: Drew, who definitely, whether or not he's, like, good at helping people, he's good at exploiting people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and watching, like, exploiting people who are, like, desperate for a check, but, like, probably shouldn't be getting the exposure that they're getting, Mm -hmm. like, you know, his show was, I felt, exploitative, even though I loved it at the time, (laughs) Yeah. but, but, yeah, um, it'll be interesting if, if anything does come out, like, over time about Mm -hmm. his rehab, or I don't, I wonder if there's any lawsuits, yeah, that's, that's worth going, going farther into, I feel like him being on Celebrity Rehab is its whole own, thing, even, because it's just such, like, a can of worms.
2: I know, yeah, I definitely, I want to get to, the thing about this podcast is that I try to do shows that are, like, in the mid-2000s, Because I want, I want that distance of time for there to be, like, reflection and the differences in culture and things like that, but there's so much good shit that happened in the 20-teens that I really just, like, want to get to, and I really want to do, like, all of the celebrity rehabs and, like, the marriage boot camps and family boot camps and all of that shit because it's so juicy and it has so much, I mean, since it's all, like, reality stars from all of these various shows and networks, it's just such a melting pot of this stuff. Yeah, well... Surreal Life, I feel like, was early 2000s. Oh, so yeah, it was. I have. I've done one season of Surreal oh, Life. I'm going to do another season
0: soon. Oh, my gosh. I need to go back and rewatch that and listen, because I haven't watched it at all since it was, like, airing live or when it was, like, coming out the first
2: time. So I'd love to do a revisit and yeah, listen to your episode. No so good. Yeah, I did season, I believe, season four, which was the one with um, Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen, because I needed to build the whole foundation of where Flavor of Love came from. <laughs>
0: Very important.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, and then that was basically it for Jason. He is married. He got married to Ashley Slack in 2013. They had their first daughter in 2017, and like we said, he's a recovery advocate now. He does YouTube videos. Hopefully, he's not putting out really bad information. (laughs) He's definitely got a lot of money, and I wonder if that is
0: just from his parents or if it's from his Rehab, yeah, or whatever his business ventures like where mm-hmm. all of his wealth is coming from but because he's definitely
2: living a very opulent lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's interesting to note. <laughs> all right, so the last uh question of the podcast is always, does this hold up? Is it worth a rewatch? So, for season two of Laguna Beach, what do you think? Do you think it holds up? Well, I did want to mention Talon because he oh. also had an
0: interesting um, oh, yeah, yeah go sorry. for it. Talon is famously on Lindsay Lohan's fuck list. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Did you mention this after your first episode? I listened and to it a So while ago. I know I mentioned I had Talon in my um in he was like in my Where Are They Now of the first episode, but I don't think I said the words Lin- Lindsay Lohan's fuck list. So let's, he let's is just on make it the clear. List, the famous
0: fuck list. Talon is on. Like incredible. I love that for him. <laughs> I would love to know more about his time with Lilo. I feel like that is a really interesting story so that we didn't like get. Quite the
2: the uh womanizer of Yeah, his like nice guy bullshit was the mid two in LA. Yeah, he needed,
0: yeah, Nicole Scherzinger and Kimberly Stewart. But now he like lives in Omaha, Nebraska. So he's <laughs> so- fuckless to Omaha (laughs) I cannot
2: (laughs) all right was there anyone else that we had missed
0: um well Casey's not that important but yeah like I said she had her cupcake thing and she's like a full-on right winger (laughs) oh god yeah
2: anyone (laughs) I left Casey off because I was like she wasn't even really in this episode so but yeah Uh, I just like
0: love to hate her
2: (laughs) I love that. I need to like delve into her a little bit more so that I can, um, add her to my snark list. Yeah, she's definitely like on social
0: media, like trying to be a mommy influencer. So that's worth hating from afar. (laughs) All right. So what do you think? hold up? Uh, yeah, of course. It's iconic. (laughs) Um, I mean, it it feels like such a time capsule of 2005, mm-hmm. and oh that's God. what's really special about it. Like, all the flip phones, all the trucker hats, all of the fashions, of just so 2005, and it, it really was a nostalgic
2: episode, or, yeah. like, series. I would say, so, as someone who had never seen this season before until I had just watched it... I would say that I almost want to say that it does, it's not worth a rewatch or it's not worth a watch just because the first part of the season is so boring and it's like the storylines are so pointless and they just resolve into like nothingness, like the whole fight between like the Alexes or whatever, or Alex and Casey. Um, but you need that background of Jason being a total fuck boy so that you can appreciate episode 15 for what it is. Because this episode was great. But I feel like really this episode was. is, like, the shining star of an otherwise pretty mediocre mm-hmm. season of television.
0: Yeah. In the beginning, like, half of the series, it was just, like, mostly the cast, like, looking away wistfully in the <laughs> distance. Yeah. Like, there's so much of that. And it, it, it feels very dramatic. <laughs> but, yeah, there's so many, like, good nuggets in there that are – and each episode is only, like, 20 minutes mm-hmm. because – all the commercials being taken away so it's like yeah you can
2: get through it pretty quickly (laughs) it's definitely a quick watch yeah all right so that i think is basically it we did it we did it yay um do you have anything you want to plug any any do you want people to follow you anywhere do you want people to follow Um, your dog (laughs) (laughs) yes follow my dog
0: at leo dog vinci (laughs) and he He would like to tell you he's very sorry for any noises, but yeah, you can go look at his cute face and that'll make you feel better if you were annoyed by (laughs) his squeaking during
2: the the recording. Nah, he was good. He was a good boy. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining me for this podcast. It was so good having you to talk about all of this. Thank you so much, Riley. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and then if you, the listener, like the show, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at Snapback to Reality Podcast, on Instagram at Snapback to Reality Pod, or if you want to email me, it's snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. All right. Have a wonderful evening and uh, have a good rest of your week. Bye.